Hey guys, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Get Home Safe podcast. It is Friday, September 11th, 2020. Thank you so much for joining us. We are still going to have a regularly scheduled episode released today as well as this one. Uh, my brother Sam Hersema will be the featured guest. I will have an intro. I'll have an outro just like I usually do with my episodes uh, surrounding a long interview with my good uh, my good brother, my one and only brother, Sam Hersema. Um, but in looking at his interview and seeing that it was pretty long and knowing that uh, we have a Suds with Studs segment that we get to every Friday, uh, plus there's a few other things I wanted to say, I felt it was probably necessary to have two episodes out today. So one is the long interview with my brother and this one today. Uh, I just wanted to spend a few moments in talking about September 11th. Uh, today is the 19th anniversary of the worst attack on American soil in our history. Uh, we lost 3,000 people in some terrorist attacks. Planes were flown into buildings. Um, just a horrific day to, to really think about. But uh, one of the common phrases that is used about September 11th is never forget. You know, and I certainly haven't. I know a lot of people haven't. But in in not forgetting, I think it's important to also, on the positive side of things, remember. Remember the good things that happened that day. Because we were faced with a truly uh, just awful situation and something most of us had never seen before. Our, our country was turned into a war zone. Innocent people died at the blink of an eye. It was just horrible. And I want to talk a little bit about September 11th. Uh, I also am going to post on this episode, uh, the bonus episode. Uh, this will be our Suds with Studs segment shortly following my uh, few words here. Uh, I figured it would be a little more fitting for this bonus episode rather than the episode with my brother. Uh, it's kind of an emotional day <laughs> for me and I think for a lot of people. Uh, so in doing so, I... I I get a little emotional and I, and I didn't think it was necessarily a good fit with the interview with my brother, Sam. So I figured let's, let's have a segment here, an episode here where we focus on September 11th. Uh, we focus on suds with studs and then have the regularly scheduled episode that we had planned uh, with the interview with my brother, Sam Hersema. So uh, if you are listening to this and you are kind of wondering where the segment is. Uh, the episode is they are both being released today at approximately the same time. So uh, I, I I encourage you to listen to both of them. I know Sam's is rather long, especially if you combine it with this one. So I, I totally get it. But uh, maybe over time you'll get to uh, to to listen to uh, both of these today. So anyway, let's get right to it. Uh, September eleventh, two thousand one. I was fifteen years old. Let's check that. Maybe I was 16 years old. Well, this simple math, Matt, it's really easy. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was a junior in high school. And that summer, um, I had gone on a trip to Europe with my classmates, teammates. Uh, at Rio Hondo Prep, we went to Europe. We were in Europe for many weeks. And we came back. And we were, I had played kind of on the, as a sophomore playing up in the playoffs a little bit for the varsity football team was a part of a championship team. That was a lot of fun, but I was looking so forward to going into a season, 
to be on the varsity, to play full time, right? To it's what I've been dreaming of and, and wanting to do for so long. Well, we go on the Europe trip, one of the best experiences of my life. Uh, some great stories, some things I got to experience that a lot of people don't get to. Uh, I was truly blessed to to go on that trip. Came back, we had a few weeks off. We got into football practices. When yeah, I used to practice twice a day, didn't two a days, right? And anyway, during those practices, I pulled my like hip flexor. I had a partial tear in it. Uh, awful injury. Felt miserable. I couldn't lift my leg. Uh, imagine doing like a high knee or l- elevating your knee um, off the ground. And it was just, it couldn't, couldn't do it. I had no, no control there. So terrible injury. I was really bummed. Um, I had to, I ended up missing the first game. We went out to desert Christian Bermuda, Bermuda dunes on a Friday night. Um, I, I wasn't in the game and, and I hated missing games. It was just the worst. So, uh, we went out, we won the game. Wasn't the, the sharpest of victories for us, but we, we got the job done and, and I was motivated. Okay, next week I'll be back because I had you had to have so many practices and I had had some progress. Anyway, I was on my way back. That was a Friday night. Uh, we, we get home, had the weekend, whatever. Uh, at, at home, a junior in high school, my brother was a, an eighth grader. Um, so my dad went to work super early. My mom, she had, you know, her job as well, but she also had to deal with two teenagers uh, getting up in the mornings, which was never a good thing. We kind of had this routine. We get up about six 30, try to be out the door by seven, seven ten at the latest to go to this bus stop where we got picked up. That was the routine. Uh, us teenagers, you're very adamant about sleep, right? Well, I remember my mom waking me up early a few uh, it wasn't even early it was a few minutes early instead of 6:30 she woke me up at like 6:10 6:15 and as a teenager i remember rolling over looking at the clock said what are you waking me up early for i had 15 20 more minutes and she said a, pl- a plane hit the world trade center and i go a plane hit the world trade center she said yeah those those that toll those toll buildings in new york a plane hit it and i immediately thought did some guy not what an idiot the guy didn't see that the huge building how, how do you how do you hit a, a building and just rolled my eyes and like mom you woke me up to tell me that you couldn't tell me that like 20 minutes later so i walk to the tv as i'm getting ready and, and start to the process and all and i look and i said oh that's a big hole in the building that's a big plane i thought it was just a little tiny plane that lost control or something that's a pretty large hole oh my goodness and shortly after that, another plane hit. And I was 16 years old looking at the television going, what just happened? And my mom, uh, she said, uh, yeah, there's no doubt. This is terrorism. It's on, it's on purpose. And I remember thinking to myself, they put a gun to a pilot's head and made him fly a plane into a building? He would never do that. And then I kind of, you start thinking about crazy things you never thought you'd think about. And I, I was like, no, they, they probably killed pilots. And these guys, it was a suicide. They, they hijacked these planes and flew them into buildings. I was like, it's a high school kid trying to process this as I'm seeing it on television, thinking to myself, this is the big moment that adults have told me you'll you'll always remember where you're at and, and how things happen, how the feelings, the emotions you had. And I hadn't experienced that up to this point. And I'm in the middle of my high school life, my high school career, sports is everything. uh, And everything kind of, the world got really small really quick. 
we got on the bus, we went to school, but it was a 20 minute ride or whatever. By the time we got to school, not only had both buildings collapsed, the Pentagon had been hit. And I remember that day at school, all we did in every single class, every single subject, the TV was on. We sat there and we watched the news all day. I can't remember if it was a Tuesday. I can't remember if practice was canceled uh, or what, but I do remember uh, my dad who worked at the Port of Los Angeles, my mom who um, worked for Bank of America. They both arrived at our school about three o'clock to pick us up. And, and that never happened. They were always busy. As a matter of fact, my mom was scheduled to fly that day, not anywhere near where the, you know, she was supposed to fly from, I think, uh, Ontario airport in California to uh, Ohio. I believe that it's where she was going. Yeah. So anyway, uh, she called work and was like, hey, I'm not getting on the plane today. And they said, uh, yeah, don't worry about it because everything's being grounded. All flights are being grounded. So anyway, uh, she said, she told me years later, she saved that boarding pass when you used to still carry boarding passes. Cause it said September 11th on it. I've never found it. So I don't know where it is. Uh, but just kind of crazy stuff. My dad getting left off, let off work early from the port of LA. There's, you know, high alert that that might've been a target and just all these crazy things. Uh, my parents pick us up, we, we drive home and they're telling us, yeah, that there there's already, uh, been reports that, uh, the U.S. Is, has done some, some maybe some strikes in Afghanistan and this and that. I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, this is Pearl Harbor. This is the big moment uh, that I've never seen. I've only read about and heard about and just thinking to myself, wow. Um, anyway, that's kind of some of the memories for me as a high school kid on September 11th, the, uh, the worst day in American history, to, to at least in my opinion. Um Again, in, in remembering September 11th and never forgetting, I think what's hard to do, the fine line is, yes, you remember the event. And most of us don't want to think about the details of what happened that day. But I think in order to be uplifted and to inspire each other, you really have to. Because for 3,000 people, That was their final day on this earth. I don't want to think about these things, but I think if I'm going to truly pay my respects to the people who lost their lives that day or to those who lost loved ones that day, you, you got to kind of think about some uncomfortable topics. I'm not here to make people sad today. I'm, I'm, just saying kind of what's on my heart and what I think about on September 11th. I hadn't played in the football game the previous Friday. This all happened on a Tuesday. We were scheduled to have our home opener that following Friday. Most of the sports world shut down. Kind of like this pandemic, this lockdown, except it was only for about a week. Major League Baseball stopped. The NFL stopped. Everything stopped. There were no games that weekend. Most high schools ended up canceling. We actually ended up playing that Friday. Bethel Christian came to our school. And I remember we all got American flags for our helmets. Um, there were American flag stickers passed out to all our fans. Um, 
our high school director, Mr. Chris Horton, who's now the pastor there at Real Hondo Prep. He led everyone in a prayer alongside the principal of Lancaster Christian. I I can picture all these things like it was yesterday. It wasn't about playing a football game, but I do remember it was the only moment in my life where playing a game and thinking about something else. And I don't know what the decision was going into us playing that day or not. I think it's a tough subject, whether you play, whether you don't play, but we played. And looking back, I'm glad we did. I think we all needed something. Our community, the other team, their community, it was just, let's not let this kick us to the, kick us to the curb. Let's get out and show these guys, show these, these people who hate us that no, 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 you're not going to knock us down for long. So of all the sporting events and things I've been a part of, I, I will always remember that day, that game. Four days after 9-11, we played a football game. And it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. It was my first time getting back on the field after not playing in the previous week. And it's just something that was just so special to share with the other team, to share with fans. Um looking up and seeing my dad in the stands and he was wearing a hat and he had put an American flag on. I mean, just an unbelievable experience. But as I was just saying before that, you know, to think about some of the things that really happened that day, it's it's uncomfortable. But I think we're, we're not paying tribute to the people unless we do think about some of the things that happened. The planes hit the World Trade Center. The first one hit a little higher the second plane came in and kind of kind of right in the middle of the second tower well think about all the people in those buildings above where the planes hit i can't imagine what was going through their mind as they look down they look out a window and they see the entire buildings on fire the heat is rising i got to imagine people try to go down and there's nowhere to go and that feeling of just helplessness. You got to think about the people that I heard this. I remember one of the first days about um, broke my heart is he, hearing about people in wheelchairs sitting by elevators that weren't working and looking at the stairs and knowing that there was no way for them to get down. And people trying to get out of there and 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 get down the stairs quickly and looking at people in wheelchairs, maybe carrying some of them, trying to grab them, maybe seeing this hopeless look in their face. I heard a man describe it as he was a survivor of this. And it was just, it was so devastating. It was one of the first things I, I remember hearing about September 11th on the news and everything that just really brought it all to home. Um the people that unfortunately had to make the decision to jump. I remember one of my teachers saying, you can't imagine how awful it has to be up there that the better option is to jump whatever it was, 80 stories or hundred story. I don't, I, I don't even want to think about it too much. 
things are so bad. It's so hot. It's so miserable. Rather than burn alive, you make a decision to jump to your death. It breaks my heart that that was a better option. And finally, while everyone's trying to run down the stairs and get out of these buildings, firefighters and police officers are at the bottom. They're at the ground floor looking up they're looking up at this impossible situation this 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 just absolute disaster we have a lot of fires going on in california right now it's really bad but that situation that day the countless, the there's 343 firefighters who died in 9-11. That's a lot of fire trucks going to one place. That's a lot of firemen starting to walk up these steps. I don't think there's one firefighter who drove up to that event, looked up and didn't think to himself, this is it for me. I'm not going to survive this. I couldn't believe when I was watching it that there were actual guys going up the stairs, entering at ground floor and trying to walk all the way up there. I was thinking, what are they going to do if they get up there? They're like, you're gonna, how are you going to put that fire out? And that's what stuck out to me. I was like, they're going up those steps not having any idea what they're going to do. They're going up those steps, again, knowing that they are going to die. I, I, while people are running down the stairs, rushing out of the stairs, while the firefighters are seeing people jump from so many floors up high, probably watching things that watching people land on the ground and, and seeing that. I don't know if that would encourage them to go up, be like, we got to save these people, or if that would scare them even more. I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't know. There's 343 firefighters killed on 9-11. 37 police officers and 23, uh, 37 police officers from the Port Authority and 37 NYPD. I mean, let that really sink in. I mean, I know it's like 3,000 people, but Man, a tenth of them, a tenth of them were 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 people that were ten percent were people that were trying to help, were trying to get up the these stairs in this impossible situation. I remember hearing reports that guys were so exhausted that they were breaking into vending machines to try to get a water or a Gatorade or whatever, just something to keep them going, to climb those floors. And then when the buildings finally did come down. How scary that must have been 
for the firefighters and the civilians and everyone there who saw the buildings coming down. We have earthquakes here in California. A little shake bothers some people. There is September 11th, the World Trade Center. Buildings came crashing down. And I can't imagine the fear as the first one happened where the people in the other building said, oh, we got to go now. Like it, There's no time to waste. We have got to get moving. So when I think of September 11th, I, I think of some pretty dark situations. I, I, I try to not just remember the day, oh yeah, people died and wave a flag. I try to think about what happened. I don't want to, but I think... I think I need to. I don't know if you guys need to or not. But for the longest time, 9-11 had such an impact on me. Um, you know, President George Bush throwing out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium in the World Series that year uh, with, with pitch right down the middle. One of the best first pitches of all time. Probably the most important first pitch of all time. Truly remarkable. I have at my desk, it's actually, it's a knife box, but it has a picture of the firefighters raising the flag, raising the American flag on what was the top of the World Trade Center, that flagpole, and they raise a flag after it's crumbled to the ground. I have that on my desk. I look at that almost every day as well as a flag that I have behind me, the names of every single name of some people who died on 9-11. So I know some people, Matt, oh, you're just this American flag waving guy. You just, uh, you know, I, I hope people understand that for me, I believe in America. I believe in the people. I know we have plenty of disagreements these past few months. But man, if you could take it back to September 12th, where we all reached out and hugged each other and uh, put our differences aside and united, I think we could all learn a lot from that time. For a while, on all my baseball hats, uh, I always wrote, Instead of my initials or my name, I wrote 91101. Because those are numbers, those are, that's a date I never want to forget. I mean, you ask some people now what December 7th is, and they have no idea. And you're like, that's Pearl Harbor. How could you forget that? So I don't think people will forget 911. And 911, I mean, again, irony, kind of the initials and everything. I don't think people are going to forget it. But I think sometimes we don't want to think about just how bad it was. Because in order for us to appreciate the heroes, you have to think back to the awful moments how scary it was, how hopeless it was, the death, the destruction. Yet in spite of all of that, there are unbelievable stories. 
I wish I could tell them all today. I, I encourage all of you, just, just one thing. Look up one thing about September 11th. Try to learn one thing. I've I've seen and and, and heard stories of so many people and there and the survivors, the phone calls to loved ones. That it's just I don't know how I would how I would have done that day emotionally, just physically. Just a scary time. And as a junior in high school. I honestly felt that um, it was going to change our lives forever. We were right at that age that maybe, you know, there would be a draft. I, I I don't know. It went through all our minds, and we're like, we we got to be prepared for anything now. <laughs> so, anyway, guys, September eleventh, two thousand one. Never forget. Uh, it's nineteen years. I cannot believe next year it'll be twenty years. Uh. People used to say, oh, 20 years, and I think, man, how do you think back that far? But as I've gotten older, I see that 20 years isn't that long ago. Very hard to believe. It feels like a couple years ago that day, and uh, it's a day I think a lot of us want to forget, but we can't. We need to remember. The phrase, the battle cry is always never forget, right? Well, there's plenty of it that we need to remember. If we're going to truly remember all the heroes, all the people who who had their lives taken that day, we got to think about a few uh, uncomfortable moments that uh, really elevate the actions of so many people. So many, it's a terrible thing to think about, but again, if you think about the people, I, I think I think it makes you more happy than it does sad but for those who did die it, it, it is tough thinking that so many people died that day and just just people going to work just people who were going to work getting on a plane just people who were sitting in the office building and doing minding their business look up and see a plane coming everyday citizens everyday civilians that had no idea what was about to happen to them so i encourage everyone Never forget September 11th. And we never know what's ahead of us, guys. We we got we to gotta come together. We got to unite. We don't have to agree on everything, but we have got to honor those people who died. And remember forever September 11th. Well, in moving forward here, um, those are just a few words I wanted to say about September 11th. We do have a Suds with Studs segment that we are going to do today, and it is uh, it's a pretty special one. It is uh, connected to September 11th. It was a story, a group of people that actually um, it was about them from that day. So I won't get into too much of it now. I'll let you guys listen here uh, as we move into that, but... Uh, a very special Suds with Studs segment. It's on this episode rather than the interview with Sam Hersema. So uh, I encourage each and every one of you to listen to the Sam Hersema uh, episode either uh, later today or this weekend, whenever you get a chance to. But I just really want to thank you for giving me a moment to kind of go a different direction here as we uh, honor September 11th. We remember September 11th and we honor all the victims and all the people who were affected by it. 
um, just a terrible day, but you know what, a day that I think in, in, in remembering it, remembering is how we honor people. And so, uh, I'm going to continue doing that. And I appreciate you guys listening to me ramble away a little bit here about September 11th and some of my memories about why it is such a special day. Yes, a sad day, but a special day as well. So, uh, in, in that said, I do want to say, uh, stay tuned here for our suds with studs segment and, uh, to everyone out there, God bless you. Well, guys, it's Friday, and the past few Fridays, for a few months, we've been doing a segment called Suds with Studs, and today is no different. We've already talked a little bit about September 11th. I can't believe it's been 19 years since that terrible Tuesday, but uh, in, in, uh, in honor of that day and remembering that terrible day and paying tribute to all those who lost their lives, our Suds with Studs segment will include uh, a significant moment from that day. Uh, there was a lot of people we lost and it's very sad. I hate the fact that I can't say everyone's name. Um, I, I'm going to say a few names that I think are, are very important and you've probably heard a few before, but I wish, uh, I, I don't want to overlook anyone, anyone who was involved in this situation. If I, if I forget their name, just uh, please excuse me. Um, but, but I, I don't know if, if you guys know this guys, but uh, I walk by a flag in my room every single day. And for those of you who had zoom calls with, uh, you can see that there's an American flag on my wall behind me. And it has the names of every single person who lost their lives on September 11th in the terrorist attacks on this flag. It is uh, one of my, one of my uh, proudest possessions I have. And it's truly special to me and something I, I look at every single day when I, when I walk past it, I, I try to uh, look at someone's name uh, different each day if I can, and uh, just try to uh, say a, say a prayer maybe for their families, whoever it may be. Um, it's small print, so it is kind of hard to see all of the, all of the names, but I try to just randomly look at a spot on the flag every day uh, as I'm walking by it. And to uh, just think of somebody. So it's been 19 years. I, I can't believe I'm going to keep saying that. Uh, September 11th, 2001. So hard to believe. But on my flag behind me, uh, it's called a flag of honor. But the flag contains the names of everyone killed in, in the terrorist attacks of 9-11. Now and forever, it will represent their immortality. We shall never forget them. And, and I think, uh, you know, we've said this about 9-11 for so long. Never forget, never forget. And I don't think people have forgot, but I think they don't think about it as much. You know, I think there's, you got to think about it every now and then to pay tribute to those who went through that, those events. Yeah, it's not always fun to, to think about some of the things that happened that day, but I think we need to. All right, we don't want to be sad all the time. I, I want to be inspired by some of the things from that day as I, as I have really the past 19 years. Today for our Suds with Studs segment, we are going to be talking about the heroes of United 93, the United Airlines flight that fought back, their passengers fought back. Um, if you guys haven't looked up some of the information on this event and these this these this plane full of people, 
I really, I say it every week, but man, this week, please go read something on United 93. Go read a story. Go read the transcripts of what people said to their loved ones. Go go read what the, the simulated events. Uh, it's just truly remarkable stuff in, in all my years of being on this earth. It's still one of the most remarkable things I've ever heard, uh, witnessed, experienced uh, from news you know, being told through the news, I didn't see it. Obviously there is a uh, movie that was made in 2006 called United 93. And it was actually really well done. I've only seen it one time. Uh, it was pretty heartbreaking. It's directed by Paul Greengrass. And I got to say it was very difficult to watch. Um, you got to go into it with the right mindset, but if you want kind of an interpretation of what happened that day, it's a pretty good movie. Um, they do it in real time from the time the plane is hijacked or excuse me, from the time that the plane takes off until it ultimately goes down. That's all done in real time in the same amount of time as real life. And there's a lot of phone calls, recordings, uh, that are in the film that were the actual calls and, and phone calls and everything. There had to be some imagination used with some of the things, right? Uh, we all kind of know what happened that day, but you, you got to kind of try to picture, unfortunately, uh, some of the things that they all had to go through. Um, there's a few names I'll mention from the from the plane, from the the heroes of United 93. Uh, Tom Burnett, Mark Bingham, Jeremy Glick, Todd Beamer. These are just a few of the names of people that kind of led the charge into trying to stop the terrorists and their uh, suicide mission. Um, excuse me. It, it's just, as you guys have seen kind of in the intro already, this is a little difficult for me to talk about, but I'm doing my very best because I truly, I truly admire these people and everyone who, who acted that day. Um, you know, you got to put yourself in their position. What would you have done? What, what would you have done? And it's something I don't know. I could have done what these people did. The, the, the plane was hijacked. You have to assume, I know some of it's been proven. There are some interpretations, but for me, when I think of, it, I think, okay, the terrorists hijacked the plane. They had knives or some type of uh, cutting. They, they, they probably killed a couple people up in the front to send a message to scare everyone. Probably a flight attendant. They eventually got in the cockpit. I cannot, can't imagine um, they would have not killed the captain and the, um, co-pilot. I, I just, they were probably again to send a message. They get into the plane, they take charge of it. They tell the plane, uh, we have a bomb on board. So as to keep people kind of in order so that they wouldn't do something like they ended up doing. Um, there's been again, some, the FAA and all these different, um, organ investigations will say have, have come up with a story that, that they are pretty sure of what happened, piecing it together with all the cockpit recordings and all the phone calls and everything. Um, but anyway, um, United 93, it's target was United States Capitol building in Washington, DC. And as you guys both, as, as you guys know, that both twin towers were hit in New York city, the Pentagon was hit in DC Capitol Capitol building. Uh, some reports were that it was going to be the white house, but, um, uh, most people believe that it was going to be the United States Capitol building uh, through some interrogations uh, later on, years later. Uh, anyway, the flight is hijacked. They scare everyone. They probably kill a few people. 
And that is when um, kind of phone calls start going out to loved ones from passengers. Um, some of the voicemails that people left their loved ones, uh, just absolutely devastating and heartbreaking. Um, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to read a couple. Oh, oh excuse me. Uh, there was a passenger on the plane who uh, was actually pregnant, pregnant passenger, Lauren Grancolas. I hope I said her name right. Uh, she called her husband and says, quote, Jack, pick up, sweetie. Can you hear me? Okay. I just want to tell you there's a little problem with the plane. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I just want to tell you how much I love you. End of quote. Uh, in reading that, what I see is someone who wanted to reach out to a loved one, didn't want to panic them with what they were saying, but just trying to reach out and contact them. Um, probably the most heartbreaking voice message that was left was from flight attendant CC Lyles to her husband. Uh, her phone message to her husband was quote, hi baby. You have to listen to me carefully. I'm on a plane that's been hijacked. I'm on the plane. I'm calling from the plane. I want to tell you I love you. Please tell my children that I love them very much. And I'm so sorry, baby. Um, I don't know what to say. There's three guys. They've hijacked the plane. I'm trying to be calm. We've turned around and I've heard that there's been planes that have been flown into the World Trade Center. I hope to be able to see you, see your face again. I love you. Goodbye. Uh, there's there's a few more like this. So I, I really encourage you guys. I don't want you to be sad, but I do want you to remember these people. And probably the most inspiring thing of this entire story is that if you really think about it, the passengers from United 93. They were all strangers. They didn't know each other. They were thrown into an impossible situation. They were civilians like you and I. Had never met before. And I think it's truly ironic that that was a United Airlines flight because those people united. They united. And they fought against evil that day. At some point, passengers... And I mentioned some of the names they came together and they decided and hearing reports from other love, from loved ones and phone calls. There was over 30 calls made, I think to, to loved ones and, and friends and family and everything. The passengers, the leadership of Tom Burnett, Mark Bingham, Todd Beamer, Jeremy Glick, they decided they didn't have a choice. They figured it out that it was a suicide mission. They did the math. They pieced it all together. Probably when they're scared to death, 
try thinking on your toes. You, you're getting on a cross country flight for business or to go visit someone. And all of a sudden you're put in a life or death situation, the scariest moment you've ever been in in your, your entire life. And you have to try to do something. The passengers decided it was in the best interest of, of, all of them, as well as the potential target this plane was headed at, that they had to try to retake the plane. And if nothing else, at least the plane would not reach its target. Tom Burnett on a phone call to a loved one. Don't worry. We're going to do something. Passengers prayed together. They said the Lord's Prayer. They recited the 23rd Psalm. They tried to come up with any weapons they could. They heated up water, boiling water. They used the push carts, fire extinguishers, anything they could grab. I'm trying to think of what's on a plane that you could use as a weapon against some evil terrorists. I, I, they probably just grabbed anything they could. They prayed, said the Lord's Prayer. They said goodbye to loved ones. And they made a decision to go. In the famous words of Todd Beamer, who was on the phone right before they attempted to move forward with this plan, Beamer told the operator on the line he was talking to, if I don't make it, please call my family and let them know how much I love them. Beamer then turned. To his fellow passengers and said, Are you ready? Okay, let's roll. I'll let you use your imagination as to what probably happened after that. But they all charged forward. Knowing that they were going to die. They probably went 100%. They were terrified and... They did everything they could to retake that cockpit and retake the plane. Unfortunately, they didn't retake the plane and crashed. The plane crashed in Pennsylvania, not too far from Pittsburgh or Washington, D.C. Everyone on that plane, well, minus the four. Animals, savages, 
terrorists who took over the plane. Everyone else is truly remarkable, unbelievable hero. And I talk a lot about police officers and military and firefighters. Every time we've done this segment, it's been people in those walks of life. Well, these were just civilians. These were our brothers and sisters that had no idea they were going to die that day. But then once they knew they were probably going to die, they did something. And they saved hundreds, if not thousands of other people. I can't think of a more courageous act. I really can't. And I'm I'm, I'm not going to lie. When September 11th rolls around, I always reflect. And I think about some pretty dark moments of that day. Because... I think you have to. You could say never forget all you want, but you need to think and reflect about the truly horrific things that happened that day because it shows you just how amazing the people were that overcame it, that cared about other people, that saved other people. I've heard that September 12th was you know, some of the best times in America because we all loved each other. We had just seen truly the worst. And we came together unlike never before. September 11th, 2001 was the worst day in American history, in my opinion. There's been some pretty bad events over the years throughout our history. But that day is pretty tough to imagine and look back on. I don't like doing it, but I know I owe it to the 3,000 people who died that day to think of the acts, the, the horrible, tremendous, just evil acts that happened that day so that you can truly appreciate how inspiring everyday civilians were as well as law enforcement and firefighters and everyone involved. But the heroes of United 93, I truly, I truly commend you for doing something I don't think many of us could do. I'd like to think we could in the, in the worst situation possible. But in taking down United 93, crashing that plane into an open field, away from other civilians. You guys started uniting the country. We've had some very divided times here the past few months. That was a day where we were at, we were so vulnerable and shaken. And the heroes of United 93, you began our fight. You began us fighting back. I'll never forget you guys. You inspire me almost every day. You have the past 19 years. And I look forward to visiting 
that location one day. I've yet to go there. Shanksville. I've heard there's a nice memorial there. And I'd love to go visit sometime. Anyway, Todd Beamer, let's roll. Two simple words that I think we can all carry with us when, when times get tough. In closing this week's Suds with Studs segment, I do want to say to all the passengers of United 93 and the crew, you're all heroes. We still miss you. And if we're at all possible, you are people I would love to sit down and have a beer with. And I would absolutely be buying not just the first round, but all the rounds. In closing this segment, in honor of the passengers of United 93, I would like to recite two things that most of them did that day. They recited Psalm 23, and they said the Lord's Prayer. So in honor of them, I would like to do that right now. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord God forever. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who've trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.